Hi, everybody, and welcome to this fantastic evening. We're talking about dating profiles tonight. Um, before we get started, I want to thank all of you who donated tonight. The money that we collect from this class and from all of the classes we've had lately, they're going to an orphan bride to help her get married, which is actually a very important part of Jewish dating. It's a special sigula in Omen to support a bride in need. And then, of course, God supports your journey. So if you ever hear of someone in need, especially someone who's getting married and they're in need, support them because that's part of your journey. Uh, tonight, we have also uh, a lot of singles here. And I figured you never know. You never know when you have singles together. The magic is in the air. So what I want you to do and as we've done before, is go to the, your name and your profile and put an A in front of your name if you're available or an NA in front of your name if you're not available. So A means available, NA means not available. And if you want, if you are available, you can put your um, age and your religious orientation. And you never know what can happen here. Somebody may see it. The magic is always in the air and you never know where that special somebody is going to come from. And so obviously be courteous, be nice, be respectful. Um, if someone does have NA in front of their profile, please honor that as well. I am honored tonight to be joined by Shayna TB, who is a social worker and a certified professional matchmaker. She has been working with singles who she calls have been experiencing the dating app fatigue, which is something I definitely want to get into tonight. And singles who want to meet the right match. She works with professionals who don't want to waste their time and energy in the online swiping culture. Whether they've never been married, whether you've been divorced, whether you've been widowed, Shayna helps people connect for long-term relationships, for marriage, based on shared values, goals, personal preferences, and lifestyles. And she um, lives with her husband, Rotem. They live in Sarasota, Florida, which is definitely a lot warmer than Montreal right now. Which, uh, so she's, but, but thank God, Sarasota is sending some of that nice warm air up towards Montreal tomorrow. And they have three children. And God be willing, they spend their summers in northern Israel. And we're really thankful to Alessandra, who's here tonight as well, who uh, put us together. And one of the things that, as many of you know, whenever I have a guest, we don't plan it. So we actually, Shana and I, did not speak at all about this conversation we're about to have. And so I have no idea what I'm going to ask, and Shana has no idea what she's going to answer, and I think that's amazing. But the topic of tonight's conversation is dating profiles. And if you have questions, put them in the comments, use the chat feature to ask your questions because, and then obviously in about 45 minutes, we're going to have an open Q&A that is going to be um, for you to be able to ask your questions and unmute yourself or just ask them uh, anonymously. So with that, let's get started. Uh, hi, Shana, how are you? Hi, thank you so much, Rabbi Bernath. It is my great honor to be here tonight with you, and I deeply appreciate the invitation. And yes, again, thank you so much to Alessandra for thinking of us both and introducing us. I, I love a great introduction, so thank you so much. Very honored to be here. So um, when I asked you what we should speak about tonight, you said dating profiles. Why, does, why was that the, the topic that came to your mind? Well, dating profiles is something that most people, if you're looking and you're online, or if you have a, a, a Shad Khan or a professional matchmaker, your dating profile is something that you want to put some thought and effort into because it really represents you and who you are out in the world. I'm going to ask the, 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 the obvious question, a question I get from so many singles. Mm -hmm. Why do we need a profile? Like, come on, I mean, they'll call me up and say, Rabbi, you know me, you know who I am. Why do I have to write up this thing? Like, really? And, and is that the way that I'm going to meet somebody? What do you say to that? Yes. First of all, even though you do, you probably do know these people very well, 
you know a lot of people. <laughs> so it's hard to keep every single person straight in regards to their personal preferences, who they're looking for, um, et cetera, et cetera, all the details. So it is important to have a profile. And when you give a profile to your rabbi, to the rabbi's wife, to a matchmaker or online, that's something um, that this says a lot about yourself. So you definitely want to consider what you're going to put in your profile. Yeah, you can't just expect somebody to memorize everything there is to know about you. So put it in one location. So let's talk about the profile itself. Some people call it a resume. Some people call it a profile. What do you think is important for there to be in this profile? Okay, so everything I'm going to, we're going to talk about today is going to revolve around what I'm about to say, okay? So consider this, when you're putting together your bio, resume, profile, specific is terrific, okay? Specific is terrific. It's a catchy little rhyme, but it really makes a lot of sense. You want to make sure in your profile that you're being pretty specific Avoid words like you want to meet someone nice, kind. You want to be a little bit more specific. And I'll give you one um, specific example. So an example would be instead of saying you want to meet someone nice, you might want to say, I very much love animals. And if you're somebody who donates their money or time to the Humane Society, maybe we're a match. See how that's a little bit more specific than somebody nice? What, what What's nice to me might not be nice to Alessandro or Rabbi or Francine or anybody who I'm looking at right now. It's really interesting because I always say, like, I don't know what nice is. I don't know what kind is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's nice, I think, I would hope. Everyone is kind. And you're saying to be more specific. But when, when I'm listening to you, and you're saying be more specific and you're talking about, let's say, the Humane Society. Well, what if I don't like animals? So does that does that do you want to be do you want to catch a, a, a cast a wider net or do you want to cast a more specific net when you're looking for someone? Well, I, I like to use the analogy of uh, going to the grocery store. OK, when you're going to go to the grocery store or nowadays I've been having my groceries delivered. <laughs> but if you're going to go to a grocery Can store. Can you have a date delivered? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's our next that's our next thing. Um, yeah. So I I like to tell people to make, you know, definitely do make a list. You know, if you're going to go to a grocery store, you're going to you're going to want to make a list. It doesn't mean you need to stick 100% exactly what's on the list and not veer left and not veer right and not change it up a little bit. But making a list identifies your goals of going into the grocery store and what you know you need to get. And walking out of the grocery store, you're not going to have a cart full of, you know, Doritos, so to speak. <laughs> you know, you're going to walk out with pretty much what you intended to walk in to purchase. So, Obviously, that's an analogy. If you are, you know, creating your dating profile about yourself and what you're looking for in another person, you are going to want to be specific, but that's different than being rigid. So, you know, specific is you you do have your preferences and what you are looking for. Rigid is like not a, not being able to accept anything within, you know, outside of those metrics. So let's let's kind of specify that because I think that's really important, the difference between specific and rigid. Mm-hmm. So can you give some more examples of things that you've seen that oh, yeah. would kind of help us understand that? Yes, I have plenty of those. Um, I have a fantastic client. We've chatted about her. I'm not going to say her location right now, um, but she will only meet somebody in a specific city which honestly, she's a wonderful woman. And I know there's a lot of matches out there for her, but um, her attachment to her city and, and you know, not, not willing to maybe open up, it's making her matches, her, her matchability a little bit, um, you know, restricted. Another thing that comes up time and time again, oh, ladies, take a breath. I know men, take a breath. I know you've heard this before, is height. 
I have a client. She's in South Florida somewhere, and she is dead set at a certain height. And honestly, I tried to match her up with other gentlemen that I thought would be a wonderful match for her, but she wouldn't even meet them because they didn't meet a height requirement. To me, that's rigid. What do you think is something that's a great example? I mean, I I, I can't imagine why height. I mean, I understand there's a certain attraction and attraction is important. And I'm not putting that aside, but I can't imagine why someone's height would have that much to do with their future and your future together to the points where you'd be. That's a great example of rigid. Mm-hmm. Now, what is something that maybe somebody would be rigid, so to speak, about that is OK? Okay. Um, For example, if somebody, if there's somebody, this is a, a, I'm going to put this in two, two in one kind of answer. You know, for example, if you're somebody that working out is your daily routine and you know that fitness is like very high on your list because it's your lifestyle and it's something that you work really hard at. And so if you, if you know that somebody who leads a lifestyle similar similar to yours in terms of like fitness, I would say that that's like a good thing to add that might be a little rigid, but then again, it's going to match the lifestyle that you've created for yourself. Um, I think another example would be, you know, I mean, here we're in a room, I would say this is a Jewish room, you know, Um, if somebody has a certain uh, level of observance and that's their lifestyle and that's what they want to do. I would say that's a great thing to put in as being rigid. Let's focus on that because that seems to be something coming up very often in the Jewish community. Um, Religious orientation. What, let's say, um, I mean, obviously there's a very big difference between Shomer Shabbat and kosher and let's say anything less than that. What would you say as a professional matchmaker, as someone who's dealing with this, what would you say if, let's say, somebody was, I don't know, traditional mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe not Shomer Shabbos and Kosher? Would you say that it would be OK for two people that like where 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 can we be flexible when it comes to religious orientation? This is a really great question. We could probably spend the whole time even dying yeah. here. <laughs> um, I would say uh First of all, I would want to know is the person who, when I say less and more, I'm not adding a, a, a value to it. I'm just saying, you know, if somebody's like a little bit less religious, but they have room to grow and they might be interested in a more religious lifestyle, I would say that's not a deal breaker, you know, for, for, for two people to meet. If somebody's room to grow, willing to grow, I've seen that on a lot of profiles you know, I'm, I'm this in regards to, you know, my, my uh, orthodoxy level, religious level, but I have room to grow. So I think that's coming in with an open mind. Here's where I am now, but I'm willing to, to, to do something else. I think that's something, um, you know, negotiable. Here's a, a difficult question, and, and I'm happy to answer this one with you. So I'm kind of <laughs> It's a it, because I think it's really I and, and I want to hear what you have to say. Um, what do you think is more important, family of origin? Because mm-hmm. you were talking about like if you know room to grow, family of origin, direction of growth or future. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you know a lot of people say um, you know similarities attract. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say. Um, you know, oh, I need someone who has a similar kind of family background as me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say, well, I need someone who understands, you know, they, I can't have someone who doesn't understand my jokes. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't understand, if they didn't grow up with the same TV shows that I grew up with, it's not going to work because I have so many references that I use and I want someone to be able to share that with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or so that's that's family and, and place of origin. Or is it important future mm-hmm. where we're going where we're headed so you're you're starting to touch on core values really and so if somebody has a core value and let's say uh faith and religion is very high on their list of core values 
you're going to want to meet somebody else where faith and religion is high in their priorities of core values. So even though they might not line up, let's say somebody might rate, you know, out of one, two, and three, the order could be, you know, uh, interchangeable. But I would say, I would, I would look at people's top three core values. And if, and if they match somewhere, you know, there's, there's, there's some legs there. Um, I could share a little bit of a, you know, personal story. I know you and I have chatted about this in, in the past. So, you know, my, my husband, so he's, he's from Israel. He's a, you know, Mizrahi background, you know, Middle Eastern background. And I'm, you know, Jewish American from suburbs of Detroit. Okay. Ashkenazi background. But when it comes down to it, our core value of having a Jewish home is so important to the both of us that, you know, it was a match. So with that said, there's, you know, we, we, we have these conversations all the time in regards to customs, this, that, but overall the desire to have a Jewish home supersedes, you know, we can work anything out. So that's interesting. So you've chosen your path and your future and you've almost let go because there's so many differences, obviously your families. I mean, couldn't be polar opposites when it comes to the Jewish community, right? Seriously. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. So, and, and I've always said this. I've always said this, that I think that your path is so much more important than from where you come. Where you're headed is so much more important than where you've been when it comes to finding someone. I want to go to this core value thing. I, I'm, people are listening to this, watching us, and they're saying, what are core values? What does that mean? Absolutely. So some of the ways that, um, you know, matchmakers, shadchanim, you know, people that are love professionals, so to speak, are trying to match people, it is based on certain groups of values, certain core values. And those can be religion and faith, um, education, how you, your your work ethic or how you spend money. Um, your, 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 your fitness and health. Those are some core values. And without getting too detailed, nowadays people are kind of adding in politics sometimes. It's become more and more a topic in matching. Do you think someone has to have their core values, this idea of religion, of, um, you know, th- these, these four or five things that you've just spoken of, do you think they have to have it figured out before they start dating? I think that they should have a good understanding of um, who they are and what is what what they what are their ideals and what are non-starters. You know, when I was dating for marriage, I you know for me like not non-Jewish is a non-starter. You know, that's something that you need to know. What are your core values? What are your what what are your must-haves and what are your non-starters, aka deal breakers? So, you know, and they so, can change a little. So it's interesting. You're saying that your core values have a direct correlation with your deal breakers. I yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I would definitely, yeah, because if, for example, somebody who's really into health and wellness. Probably a deal breaker would be someone who smokes or excessive drinking or um, things like that. Uh, you know, if, if your core value is a having a, a, a religious home, I would imagine a, a, a non-starter would be somebody who, you know, doesn't wish to have that same style home or, or somebody who is of a different faith. Those could be deal breakers for people. Absolutely. And, and would you want us to put our core values into our profiles? Is that somehow, would you want that to be in the profile? Is that important? Well, I would say elements, yes. And, and it usually comes out in a narrative form. I guess putting it out there, I mean, not, it, that's something that not everybody knows what their core values are because this is like maybe a new term for people. But I would say definitely if you're working with somebody professionally, um, they will help you identify your core values and non-starters for, for, you know, for matching purposes. But yeah, in a profile, I would definitely, I would want to know um, who you are, 
you know, where, where, where are you? Are you looking? Oh, here's a, here's a negotiable for many people. Are you fixed in one location? Are you willing to move for the right relationship? You know, your, your body can physically move. Is that something that you want to do for the right relationship? Or are you fixed in one place? You know, those are, those are some things I would want to read in someone's profile. I have a couple of questions coming in, uh, in the private messaging here. Uh, what about weight? Ooh, what like do you say about weight? Like how yeah. to mention it in a profile? How to mention it, what to do about it. Um, I hear you. I really yeah. hear you. I hear you all. This is this is something that we talk about all the time. Listen, being a matchmaker is super fun, but it's not only fun. I definitely have challenging conversations with people daily about expectations and 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 their their own goals for their life. So I have a couple things to say about that. One, somebody who is on a weight loss journey, for example, it doesn't mean that you need to reach a certain goal before starting your your search for your for your partner. They're not mutually exclusive. There's a lid for every pot, and if you feel good about yourself, then I would say Start your journey simultaneously with, you know, feel the best you can about yourself. So that's number one. In a profile, I would say a couple things. One, it's kind of obvious if you're somebody that does CrossFit seven times a week, you know, you're probably going to attract someone else that does CrossFit five to seven times per week, you know. That's or at least is okay with it. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Oh, six, six times per week. Sorry. <laughs> so, no, but but it also has to be somebody who's okay with, you know, it doesn't have to, and I think it's important. It doesn't have to be somebody who actually does CrossFit, but someone who's okay with somebody who's into CrossFit. Absolutely, absolutely. And obviously there was a, yeah, an example, but you know, if you're, if fitness is one of your core values and that's your lifestyle, you most likely are going to want to attract somebody <laughs> you probably want to attract somebody that puts that same, um, uh, you know, dedication into their, you know, body health wellness. Now, I get this question from particularly women. Often, it can go men or women, but there's some ways you could describe with yourself. You know, you can say, you know, if you're, you could say petite. You you could say curvy. You know, you could say. Um, you know, a couple extra pounds. That's okay. You know, definitely you don't want to put a picture that doesn't reflect who you actually are. And if you're proud of yourself, be proud of yourself. You know, um, you know, you could say, here are all my attributes. You know, I'm, I'm curvy. And if you, if that's something you respond to, great, reach out to me. I think one of the things that really comes through in what you're saying to me, at least, is just be confident with who you are. That's who you are. Don't, you don't have to hide yourself. You don't have to not be proud. Be proud. Be proud. Show it with pride. That's, yes. This is who I am. Sorry. Right. This is who I am. Generous. That's cute. You're generous. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. I have to find myself as generous. Exactly. Um, another question. Yeah. Another question that came in is, what about age? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, this comes up all the time, every single profile, age in many different ways. Number one, okay, so it's not that much of a secret, but typically, you know, a, a male who is looking, let's talk about, let's just talk about for one moment, people who uh, maybe are looking for marriage for the first time, because age the, the age on a profile kind of differentiates as, as you age and, and your life circumstance, okay? So if you've never been married and you're looking and you're looking to start a family, you know, uh, for obvious reasons, you know, you, you, you might want to uh, attract a woman of a certain age, you know, who, who's going to be wanting to have children. Now, there's so many, you don't want to assume anything about a woman and her age in regards to her ability to have a child. So that's a whole different conversation. But, you know, I understand that people want to, if you've never been married and that's a goal of yours in life, you might want to identify, you know, hey, you don't need to maybe say a specific age, but you could say women who want to have a child, 
you know, so that's one. I think, I think that's a very, I just want to focus on that for one minute because I wanted to say, I want to say the thing. I think it's so important to say it. There are 20 year old women who can't have kids and there are 48 year old women who are having kids or maybe even 50 year old women that are having kids. And I think it's so, I mean, I want to kind of add to what you're saying and also ask what is the, you know, if somebody comes to you and they are 60 years old and they're saying, well, I'll only date someone who's 30 because I want to have a family. What do you say to them? I'm sorry that I'm interrupting this, but I'm, we'll go back to the other conversation. This is, this is exactly perfect. Um, I I mean, you know, I would want to know, first of all, listen, uh, many times men, they they want to have a family once they feel like they've reached their financial goals in life. That's pretty typical for, for a man. They want to, and I'm talking about, you know, gender, you know, um, traditional gender roles that you might see portrayed on TV in everyday situations, okay? So um, with that said, you know, a man typically wants to reach a certain comfort level because he wants to maybe be the provider of the family. So with that, that might come with some age, you know, that might, you know, the the 25 year old man is at a different position economically, typically than the 50 year old. So I understand that sometimes a, a man who's a little bit older might be like ready, like now I'm ready, you know, let me, let me meet the woman of my dreams and have a child. Um, when you're talking about 60, you know, it, it, it gets complicated. There is let, I mean, let's ask it. Did he miss the boat? Or does he need or or do we say to him, you know, f- someone who's 45, 48, 50, they could have kids. Technology today. I mean, yep. maybe it's a little more complicated, but it's more in tune with who you are. Like, what would you say to this person? I mean, I I, I would say, number one, is it uh, do, what about if she already let's say she is divorced or widowed and and has a child or two or how many she has and she's willing to have more is that something you're considering you know that's a it's more likely to find somebody in that age group who would maybe consider being with somebody you know um um, 60 that's number one uh number two when you say have a child there's so many ways to have a child and to have a family are they thinking adoption are they thinking fostering like you know what are they thinking I don't think anybody has missed the boat on anything ever. <laughs> Maybe I'm too optimistic, um, you know, but I think that it, it might be changed. It might not be exactly how you envisioned it. But if you want a child and you want a family and you're, you know, above 50, let's say, it, it's still, it's anything is possible. You might just have your definition altered slightly. People are really enjoying what you're saying. Someone said, I love hearing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so let's go back to this age thing, because I think it's something that's so important. Um, You know, and and you were talking about this before. So I I love to continue that conversation. Right. You were mentioning about age. So, so, um, okay. Here's, here's something that does pop up. Um, let's say somebody was divorced or widowed and it's their, let's just call it, you know, the second time around chance for love type of situation. And I would say that's a whole different ball game than two people who have never been married and are looking, you know, early on to have children in a family. I would say with the kind of been there, done that, you know, I'm hearing from so many men and women in their fifties and up, that they, um, they've been there, done that, they raised their kids, and now it's time for them. It's time for them. They want to meet somebody to enhance their life. They want to meet somebody who complements their lifestyle. They're not looking for somebody to take care of them, and they're not looking to take care of someone else. So uh, it's really about stage of life. So it's really amazing. Rather than age, it's what stage of life are you in? If you've been there, done that with your kids, you raised them, and now it's your time, find that partner that enhances your life and, and go for it. Wow. So, so let's go back to the profile itself. Sure. Um, what are your tips? What are your tips? You have a top 10. You have, like, I come to you. Yeah. Um, I've been dating for a little while. Everyone here 
pretty much has been dating for a bit. And I say, I don't know, for some reason, I'm not even getting any dates. What do, what do I do to my profile? How do I fix it up? How do I change it so that maybe someone will be interested in me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you're talking about your, oh, one second. Sorry, can you still see me? Yeah. Okay, great. I pushed a button on my computer. Sorry. Oh, here we go. Um, when we're ta- when you're talking about online dating, I, I'm I'm a little bit curious to know if you're talking about when you're talking about your profile. Are you talking about like a private profile shared by matchmakers and shad chanim, or are you talking about like public dating profiles wh- where people might be, um, you know, using apps and whatnot? So let's start with private profile um, shared by Shad Khanim. Some people don't even know what you're talking about. So why don't you start by explaining what that kind of profile is and what your tips are for it? Okay, perfect. So, um, yes, when I have a session with somebody, whether they're, um, you know, wanting me to advocate on their behalf or they might be an answer for, uh, you know, a client, they, they fill out a profile. And with that profile, it's it's all the basics that you know about. And also, you want to identify to people, you know, who you are, where you are, what you're looking for, your deal breakers, everything we talked about, especially if it's um, for a Shad Khan, which is, you know, the traditional matchmaker within the Orthodox Jewish community. And uh, a lot of times their profile is a little bit different than like a professional matchmaking profile. They're, they're going to ask probably about who's your rabbi, um, give me your family references. You know, it's like if you saw Indian matchmaking on Netflix, but make it Jewish, like <laughs> that's kind of what it's like. And yeah, it's really about your, who you are, where you come from and what are you looking for? So those are the more private profiles. So give me an example, like a practical example. Uh, uh, he's, uh, let's do a, a man. He is uh, 38 years old and he is traditional, lives in Sarasota, Florida. How about that? Okay. What would you tell this person uh, to put into their profile? Definitely all of those. I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I wanted to open up um, well, I have something to open that will help guide me with what I'm talking about here. I made a graphic a while ago Oh, about your public dating profile, so I'm going to adapt it on the spot. Do you want, do you want to share it in the screen? Um, I, I can, sure. Well, I'm going to give you here. Um, hold on a second. I don't know. Here. Uh, you should be able to share it now. We'll be back after a quick break. Are you tired of swiping right on every dating app out there and still getting nowhere? Are you convinced that you'll forever be alone, surrounded by nothing but uh, cats and empty takeout containers? (laughs) Hi, I'm Aliza Ben Shalom, the host of the new show, Jewish Matchmaking, which you can find on Netflix. And I'm the love rabbi, Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and we're inviting you to join us for Matchmaker Matchmaker. Each week, we'll answer one of your pressing relationship questions, from how to get over your ex to how to deal with your partner's annoying habits. So if you're ready to laugh, uh, cry, or maybe even find love, then tune in to Matchmaker Matchmaker, and it's available now wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, let me go to share screen. I'll make it a little bigger. Here we go. Can people see this? Uh, Yeah, oh, this is great. Okay. Okay. So here are some matchmaker advice. It says for public dating profiles, but it can be for any dating profiles, truly. And then if there's something specific that your matchmaker or Shad Khan is interested in, you know, they'll ask for it. So here's some of the things that I suggest. Number one, first and foremost, (laughs) be honest about yourself. You know, be honest about yourself. Are you curvy? Are, you know, are, you know, just 
use a, use a current picture, please. No fuzzy, blurry pictures from 10 years ago. Like use a picture within a year and just be honest about yourself. Um, number two, I wrote, be specific. If you know that something is a deal breaker or a non-starter, say so. Oh, see, I wrote, use a current picture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, so what does specific mean? So what do you mean a deal breaker or a non-starter? Like what we discussed before, you know, must be Jewish, um, must be in the tri-state area, must must be Canadian, you know, things that things that you know would be a non-starter. You know, I do, you know, I jog every morning. So somebody who's health conscious. So that's what I mean by be specific. And then um, number four, I wrote lead with values rather than physical attributes. So what would I, that look like? Yeah, I like when we talked about the core values a little bit, I would prefer, you know, even before I get to showing pictures, I would much prefer that people can identify what some of their core values are. And that's where I would start with the matching process. Of course, you want to feel some physical attraction to the person you're with, but that could build and that could come, you know, that, that could be secondary because if you don't have those shared core values and I want to and I want to differentiate core values are not hobbies you know one person can love tennis and the other one could love you know chess you don't have to have the same hobbies as your partner but you should have similar top three core values mm -hmm. and 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 uh here I wrote you know describe your interests level of physical activity, places you travel, specific things you like. This is the fun stuff, you know? Hey, I'm is it really that important or is it just to be able to take up space? Like, is, I'm just, I'm, I'm asking uh, out of curiosity. I would put a couple interesting things. If you're just putting like fact, 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 it's a little boring. You know, you might want to add a couple things you know, to make, to, to, to be interesting, to, to show a little bit of your personality, um, a little bit. Even about to the matchmakers. I mean, I understand when you're on a public site where singles are looking through it, but to matchmakers as well, they want to see a little of that personality, personality forward. I say so. I say so. And, and the more you, when you said it out loud, I even thought about it and I said, yep, yes, <laughs> I think so. Because I'm also advocating for people, you know, I'm also their PR agent. Uh, you know, I'm making sure they have their best picture, their best description. And when I'm when I'm talking to another matchmaker, I want to say, you know, hey, I want to tell you about David. You know, here's all about him. Oh my God, he, you know, he um, he speaks five languages and and he, you know, loves to play tennis. You know, every Wednesday. Like these are. Right. Although those are not deal breakers, somebody that doesn't play tennis wouldn't be a deal breaker, but it's definitely a point of interest that can like get someone's attention. It's like a connection point. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, it's, I, it's really great. Someone just asked, uh, going back to number two, are mm -hmm. there deal breakers that are best not to mention? Are there deal breakers that are best not to mention? Hmm. That's a really good question, honestly. I think if it's really, really a deal breaker, I would be curious as to what that might be. You know, I've seen I've seen deal breakers from um, you know, they they shouldn't be, you know, heavy drinkers. That could that could be a deal breaker based on past experiences with maybe someone, you know, that that had some type of issue. Um but if somebody's going to tell me a deal breaker is they can't have curly hair, I'm going to challenge that deal breaker. You know, I would want to know a little bit more about, you know, why is it a deal breaker? Why is that important to you? Yeah. So I think depending on the deal breaker, if it seems like a preference and not a deal breaker, I think there's room to have a conversation about that. A guy told me recently she must have olive-colored skin. Do you think that's a deal breaker that needs to be spoken about, or that's a real deal breaker? I would want to know why. Is it because he thinks that they're more closely connected in their culture? Is it you know like why? Like I would want to know why. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to number six and seven. I'm excited about this. (laughs) Awesome. Six, I mentioned at the top of the, the chat. So basically I said, you know, specific is terrific. Instead of saying tall, funny, and kind, what does that mean? What's tall, funny, and kind? So be a little more specific, like, hey, I'm five six and prefer someone taller than me. I get along well with people with quick wit and pop culture references. I volunteer at the Humane Society and would love to meet someone who's compassionate towards animals. So just be more specific. Don't just go for tall, funny, and kind. Like, say why. You know what I like about that? It's iMessages. This is who I am. It's not what I'm looking for. It's what I have to give to the relationship. And I think that's a great way to describe what you're looking for, not as what you're looking for, but as what you have to give. Yeah, yeah. You can't really argue. I mean, not that you would argue, but you can't. It's it's kind of, it's not a point of contention. If you're like, hey, who? Here, this is who I am. And I invite you, if you know, you think that, you know, we'd get along because here's who I am. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a really great practical tip that people can use because I find so often people write in their profiles, this is what I'm looking for. Well, okay, that's wonderful. I'm happy that you have a checklist, but is that the person you are? And are you a match to that person you're looking for? Like if I were to look at you and look at your list of things that you're looking for, are the two of you compatible? That's coaching. That's coaching right there. (laughs) Absolutely. That's exactly um, the challenging conversations that I have with people every day. It's about what are you putting out there? You're expecting this, but like, where are you? Like, what are you bringing? What, what, what's, what's your thing that you're bringing? Even more than that. Are you a compliment to that? Can you be married to that? I'm happy that you want all that, but could you actually be married to that? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is more just like a tip. This isn't about profiles, but here's like, you know, 2020 was tough on everybody, different le- different levels of tough on different people, but it was, it was a challenge. It was a challenge to meet people. It was a challenge to forge connections. And, you know, me as a matchmaker, I had to do everything on Zoom, everything online, seriously. So what I like to tell people is if you meet somebody, get on Zoom or a comparable platform, whatever it is you choose, as quickly as possible to assess compatibility. And if someone doesn't want to meet on video, like that's a red flag. I would note that. I would really question that. What if they're just, what if they're really an introvert, like so introverted and, and they're just scared? So if, if you're that person, can you just say, I'm really scared to do it? I guess I'll do it, but I'm really scared to do it. Is that okay? Then maybe take a little bit more time before getting on video. I guess what I would like to, what I would like to advise against is lingering month long texts and like leading, you know, you, you start getting emotionally involved, even in a text relationship, you know? You start really like picturing things in your head and expecting things to happen. And if you don't hop on Zoom or a video chat sooner than later, there could be a big letdown or disappointment or misrepresentation of who that person is. What if you are not a techie? What if you're not tech oriented? Do you get penalized because of that? Well, there's a lot of platforms out there. I would say most people have a most people have a smartphone. Most people can um, get on FaceTime, Google, Google, Google uh, Hangout. I mean, there's like many, many, many platforms to try to accommodate each person. So I can understand at first, but eventually you're going to want to hop on some kind of video screening chat with somebody. This is, this, is a really, this is really great. I have so many questions coming in. I'm going to try to get some of them I'm going to leave for the Q&A, but some of them I think are really pertinent. Um, we spoke about a current picture. That was your number three. Um, this person says, I'm using a, a picture that's three years old. Now, I can see in this person's profile, they write that they're 27. So um, I'm using a picture that's three years old, and that's the most current professional picture I have. Is that okay? 
well, does it still look like you? I would just, you know, honestly ask a friend, you know, hey, does this still look like me? Sometimes, you know, I, you know, 2020 did a, did a number on me. I, would, mm-hmm. I couldn't use a picture from before 2020, but that's just me, you know. Um, so I would say, you know, ask a friend, um, do you still look like that picture? Three years, it's, it's on the edge. I would say, I would say uh, within 12 to 18 months is more, you know. Okay. This person writes, I shared a picture that was glamorized. And when he saw me in person, he said, I didn't look like that. That didn't look like me. And he was really mad and mean up until he saw me. We connected so easily, but he said that I betrayed him. What do you think of that? Wow, that's a tough one. Um, definitely, you know, it's okay to use a little bit, a little touch up. Like, I'll, I'll, sh- I'll be honest, I'll show you right now. Like this, I'm... I'm using a slight filter as we speak. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could turn that filter off. Yes, Skype. Um, Zoom has slight filters. <laughs> FYI. I didn't know that. Yeah. So here, I took it off. I have no filter now. It's not that different, but I mean, there's a little bit of a difference. So you know, if you're gonna use a, if you're gonna use a photo that has been dramatically altered. Um, I would say I would I would advise against not using pictures that are dramatically altered. However, let's talk about this for a minute. You know, just like be a mensch, you know, that guy it sounded like that person was rude and, and it was kind of uncalled for and, and and I sounds like it hurt your feelings and that's just not kind, you know? That's <laughs> just not kind. So um I would say Use the most current picture you have, less glamorized. That's a great word, by the way, less glamorized. And, you know, there is somebody for everybody. So, yes, you want to put your best foot forward, but you don't want to use, you know, such an extreme picture that somebody would not think it was you. But also, if you're if you're on the other end of that and you meet somebody and it first of all, get on Zoom. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. So like you could, you know, eliminate that issue, like get on a video chat really quick. But if for whatever reason you didn't and you go right to meeting in person um, and you met somebody and they don't look what like what you thought they would look like, just be a mensch. You know, you don't have to see them again, but be nice in person. This person here is writing about health issues. Do you share that in your profile? I would, I would, I would say that that is, you know, a personal choice. And I would say, you know, consider to yourself why you might be sharing it and what's the importance of sharing it. Um, if it's, if it's something that, you know, it is going to be extremely important to the relationship. You know, the, a first date is really that. It's really to get to know somebody to see if you want to get to know them further. So unless it's like very extreme, I would say you don't have to put it in a profile, but I would say be ready to have that conversation with somebody if you continue to date them. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Rabbi? That's a, This is a good one. I, I can't stress it enough that a first date is for a second date and not for marriage. Everyone's always jumping. Like people tell me, I knew in five minutes. Really? Did you know your career in five minutes? Do you make big life choices in five minutes? Why don't I just give you a wheel and you can just spin the wheel and decide what your real life choices are? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's so important that, that, that you're like, and I think you say it so well here. If you meet someone, just, just assess compatibility. That's what it's really, it's about. Do I want to be near this person? Am I interested? Most importantly, am I interested? Do I want to know more? Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Yeah. It's not about do I want to marry the person? It's not about do I want to get engaged? It's about am I interested? And then day two is so I'm interested in day three. I mean, at some point you have to think about the future, but definitely the beginning of the relationship should not be so forward thinking, so future focused. Absolutely. Do you want me to keep this up or stop the screen? Yeah, you can you, you can stop the screen share. Um, someone here writes, um, if they put that they don't want kids, 
and you do um, since you're divorced, is this a deal breaker? Someone that wants kids, I guess, or someone and someone who has kids or wants to have kids. I would say if you're on, if you're open or unsure, I would say I would, there's room to grow there again. You know, if you're open or unsure, if for some reason, you know, and that's what you know, and it's really in your heart that you don't want to have children for whatever your reasons are. I would say that if somebody wants children and somebody doesn't, I would say that is a deal breaker. Okay. Yeah. I, I can tell you that um, I, I do, I, I marry a lot of couples and I do a premarital program with the couples that I marry. And one of the, the way that I do the premarital program is the, the first part of it is a questionnaire they fill out. And I do an assessment of the strengths and weaknesses of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, what's amazing is, so there's, there's, there's simple questions and more advanced questions. And one of the questions is how many kids do you want? Now, you'd expect someone, who, a couple that's getting married, they probably had that conversation at some point. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I had, I, I've had a couple of times now where I, I asked the question and the two questionnaires came back and one said zero and the other one said one or two and one's or one said zero and the other one said three. Mm-hmm. And it's just shocking to me how many people have not had that serious conversation in their dating. And, and they'll tell me the same thing. The reason why we never had it is because we didn't want to mess up a good thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I would agree with you on that. Um, There's so many questions coming in, but I want to go to um, an interesting little exercise that we did in the beginning of tonight's talk. And that is we asked um, our group here, in your opinion, what is the most important thing that you should add to a dating profile? Um, Shana, what do you, as you look at this, what do you analyze here? Right. I mean, again, I know the bigger the word, the, more times somebody said it. So I'm, yes. I'm thrilled to see goals, like shared vision and goals is amazing. Definitely an important thing to add. Um, you know, there are a lot of visual people with pictures. What are you looking for? Exactly. What are you looking for? And what do you bring to the table? Um, I think, like I mentioned, this is a really great list. This is a really great list. I'm trying to see if something stands out as like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> whoa, in a bad or good way. Um, well, yeah, I think they're all they're all really excellent intentions. I like that relocation, current job. They're all really great. Ooh, education. That's important. That That's something that, you know, is very important to a lot of people, your education. Some people um, use that as a, a, a metric for matching. Why do you think that's so important? Maybe somebody doesn't have an education, but they've done well, or they're you know they're okay without an education. Not everybody has the ability or comes from a, a place of means to have an education. I agree. I agree. You know, some people say that they you know they do ask me oh, what what's their highest level of education. Some people, for them, it's really important. Again, if they have a high level of education, sometimes it's important that they're you know, prospective spouse is a high level of education. While some people are like to tell me, hey, listen, I have a, you know, master's degree or doctorate. Um, It's okay if they don't, as long as they can hold a conversation, have intelligent and independent thoughts, you know, are able to have a good, you know, good communication skills. So there's the formal education, and then there's, you know, um, things that make up intelligence. So I think it's that's individual, person by person. Okay. What about, I, I see something here about financial status. What mm-hmm. do you say to that? Because that's something that seems to come up more and more. So for financial status, okay, let's talk about that. Um, so when it comes to traditional gender role relationships, Typically, the male wants and desires to be the provider, and typically the woman wants to be the CEO of of the home, so to speak. And they obviously have, you know, partner partnership to to make that a well oiled, you know, machine. Although, um, you know, they, it, it, things are things can be different. It, it really depends on what you are interested in. Is that the kind of relationship you desire? 
Mm -hmm. or do you desire a 50-50 split on everything? It really depends. But I would have to say what I've been noticing more and more for people that the been there, done that people who have might have raised their children. Now they're entering like a second, uh, you know, relationship. I would have to say they want somebody who brings equal to the table in terms of financial. financial. So it, it also the stage of life matters when Absolutely. it comes to these things. Uh, questions coming in. What about a sense of humor? Yeah, <laughs> important to me. But there you go. <laughs> Or to Brian, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's 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 being specific. You know what? What is it? What makes you laugh? You know what makes you laugh? What, what, what if the guy doesn't make you laugh? You really won't marry him because he doesn't make you laugh. Is that important? That's a stumper. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, for some people, it, it is really important. You know, I think I would I would couple that with um, communication skills. You know, listen, is somebody going to have every single thing checked off your list? Like, no, like never, <laughs> you know. So what, what are you willing to kind of let go off your list? You know, if this if this is a guy that's ticking a lot of your boxes, but okay, he's not so funny. I don't know. Is that something you're willing to let go? And I would say most times people would. And then, you know, go with your girlfriends to a comedy show. Supplement, you know? But I think that's a really important thing. I mean, you know, some, sometimes you want our spouse to be everything for us. But you do have friends. You do have other people in your life. That spouse doesn't have to have everything. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you're marrying somebody of a different, um, you know, culture, even though if you're both Jewish, you know, like in my case, we don't even watch the same shows, you know, like we, you know, we're, uh, our oh sense my gosh, you don't watch the same shows and you can be married. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. You know, so our senses of humor, uh, they are different. We are from different cultures, but, you know, our core values and, you know, family, what we wanted for our family and our future is uh, is in line. And that's that's what made the match. It, it just sounds like from for you and, and not only to use your personal narrative, but I I see this in so many couples is that it came down to how you wanted to raise your kids and what kind of family you wanted to have. And some of those other things that seem to be so important to singles when they're making their profiles didn't really come out as important to you mm -hmm. when you actually found the right person. So, and, and I always, I say this so often, if the singles only knew what was important in a long-term relationship, they would have a whole different set of things. So what is it? What would you say to singles um, based on your experience, based on, on, on your, your professional and personal experience? What do you say to them that they could do in order to be more realistic? Because at the end of the day, so many things that we focus on are not that important. Mm -hmm. To be more realistic, I would definitely say, first of all, abandon the idea that somebody's going to complete you. Like, that's not a thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Come with your own set of skills and interests and your own, you know, personhood, so to speak, and find somebody who appreciates those about you and can complement that in a way like it doesn't, it can be more like puzzle pieces, not like identical, you know, things. I couldn't think of the right word, you know, more of a puzzle piece, not a mirror. So if that's if that paints a picture, um, you know, because at the end of the day, you're going to want somebody who you can trust 100 percent that you can communicate with and that you can feel comfortable to have your own emotions and thoughts. And they're going to respect, you know, your emotions, your thoughts, and you can have a true conversation. Before we're about to end the formal part of our, our evening, do you have any any tips, any you know best best practices, any best tips for creating a dating profile that you want to share before we uh, we finish tonight? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know I've said it a few times, but the the rhyme really works. <laughs> so, so, you know, specific is terrific. Consider to yourself your must-haves and consider to yourselves your do-not-wants, <laughs> you know, your uh, deal-breakers. Make a list. Consider what you bring to the table and what you're looking to attract in the other person and and write it out you know i mean different dating profiles specifically might have different um fields you know for for different narratives and whatnot um but yeah just really if you're coming from a place of being proud of yourself and knowing who you are and knowing what you bring to the table um i think making your profile is 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 going to be a piece of cake just make it specific about you yet be flexible enough to you know um widen the widen you know widen the net a little bit if, if you need to okay and, and and what's your number one secret for finding that special someone oh my goodness um you mean like practically like where to look or or in general like if you had to say like what's your mm, okay. one thing find people who um you know pick Number know what your number one core value is, your number one, two, and three core values, and be in the places that you think the your your likely match would be. So, for example, if you're somebody that um, you know feels very strongly about their religion, then I would definitely say you know find that shul and go to that place and you know try to find that person. If you're somebody that you know health and wellness is super important and you are you know, avid in your uh, eating and health and wellness, definitely, you know, look to look to Facebook groups, look to, um, you know, meetups are, are not happening so much right now, but look to the places where you think your match is going to be. If you don't think your match is going to be at a bar, don't hang out at a bar. And I think that's great. Get out there. Look, period. People think that, uh, you know, this is going to be like an Uber dating, right? Someone's going to show up at my door, ring the doorbell, say, hello, I'm here and I'm your date. Oh, and tell your friends. Just like if you were looking for a job, you would tell your network, hey, anybody, I was just laid off, you know, as a copywriter. Anybody know any copywriting work? You know, do the same thing. You know, if you, if, if you know who you're looking for, tell your friends. Tell your family, tell people, hey, I'm open. I'm, I'm ready to, you know, receive the blessing of, of marriage and I'm open and here's what I'm looking for. And who do you know? Do you know a guy who knows a guy who, you know, have them open that's up? A very, that's a very good idea. Like even I'm sure you have friends who have dated guys that were great who didn't work out for them, but maybe would be good for you. That's, that's why a great I idea. Sorry, that's why it's always important to be a mensch on a date, because if that person, if you're not the right man for this woman, she can still like refer you to a friend. That's amazing. Because we're going to we're going to we're going to go to an open Q&A, which is going to be totally off the cuff, off the record. So mm -hmm. we're going to end the, the recording of tonight's uh, lecture. So how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. People can get a hold of me in so many ways. <laughs> they can get a hold of me with my website. I'll definitely share it all with you, um, which is Shana, S-H-A-N-A, ShanaConnects.com. That's my website. And on my website, you can schedule a one-on-one -on -one Zoom consultation with me. You can join my private database. Um, you can also sign up for tips like the things I was talking about tonight. So those are three ways to get in touch with me. And yeah, I'm very active on all social media platforms, Shana TV, Curated Connections, all social yeah. media. <laughs> and I know that uh, you you moderate the very popular Jewish Love Lab on Clubhouse. Yes, thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, I, I, I founded the, if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, I do have a few invites, so you can send me a message. I'm happy to send you one of my invites. Um, it is an amazing audio drop-in platform. That's how I met Alessandra, which now is how I met Rabbi Bernat, so it's pretty amazing. And yeah, I started a club called Jewish Love Lab. It's really a way for people to connect across borders, all Jews all everybody amazing okay so uh shana thank you so much 
for uh, the conversation and for being so open and and vulnerable in this space. I mean, we didn't prepare any of this tonight. So um, I really appreciate you just kind of going with the flow with me and answering uh, what I thought were some really tough, tough questions. So thank you for that. Very happy to. Thank you for inviting me and for having me. Thank you. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode. 